Hello and welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. I hope you guys are doing great. Tonight is part two of Revelations chapter six. And as I spoke to you last week about the second seal, and I believe we're living in the second seal that it has opened up. If you keep an eye on the local news and the major news net network, you will see the things about Russia and America. And tonight, as I was watching the nightly news, this Russia sent President Biden a letter today. And I believe they're going to be talking. But folks, I imagine we'll hear more about what the letter was about. I, I don't know, but there will be a discussion between President Biden and Russia. So, we are living in these times that are towards an end here. And we must wake up to what is going on. We are struggling to make it in this world. Most of us are struggling to make it in this world. And it seems like there's always a spiritual war battle happening. And you know, this is part of the seals that is unfolding right before us. And guys, I have a lot to read to you tonight, but I'm going to start with verse 5 of Revelations chapter 6. And so I'm going to just start reading here. I'm going to just jump straight into this. So here we go. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger, and with the death, and with the beast of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, 
Doest thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And if you notice, verse 15, started naming who all fell and who is calling out for the rocks and it's the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man they all hid themselves in the dens and they knew what they've done they knew that they did not go out and help the lame and the poor they overlooked their own families that were in need they overlooked their neighbors who were in need, bypassed people on the streets that were homeless, didn't even care to help these people. And how many times have many of you all over this world went to a restaurant, whether you're sitting in the drive-thru or you went inside and you saw a homeless person out in the parking lot? Did you say before we place our order we would like to order a meal for the gentleman outside in the parking lot and we will pay for this and just get a burger and fries and a drink for the person something get your favorite meal that you would like and you know let me put it to you this way I don't like shrimp Okay, and I'm using this for an example. I don't like shrimp. But if I was homeless and living out on the street and shrimp was your favorite dish you liked, well, get what you would enjoy and take to that person because that person is hungry. So they're going to eat it, eat that meal, whether they like it or not, just to have food in their stomach. And... Be careful, too, because a lot of people has food allergies. So just be careful. 
and make sure you don't give a homeless person something that they are allergic to. And, you know, when you do take your, take the meal to that homeless person, just say, hey, I got you my favorite dish, which is shrimp. I love shrimp, and I wanted to share my favorite dish with you. And if they say, I can't have it because I'm allergic to shrimp, don't let that hurt your feelings or say, well, beggars can't be choosy. That's not the right attitude. For that homeless person's got to watch out for themselves too to stay alive. And but you can always go back and say, Well, what would you like to eat? And what what could you have? And the heart will still be in the right place. But just don't overlook these people. Just you know, don't get greedy and arrogant during all of this. Even with your own family, your neighbors next door that you know is struggling. Maybe some can't work due to health issues, but you're misjudging them. You're you're being harsh towards them, saying, well, if they can get outside and do this and do that, they can go to work 40 hours a week. You willingly know that a job will not put up with someone missing work a few times a week, and if the person has to leave work early, a job's not going to deal with that. They will terminate you. They will tell you you are fired. You're no longer an employee of this establishment. And you know this, but yet you want to say, well, you can go to work, you can do this, but you're not even seeing what they're going through. You're only seeing what the stage is set before you. And God is bringing down his wrath upon us over this stuff. You do not overlook the lame and the poor. If you are sick and disabled and have been overlooked by your own family, by your own friends or neighbors and friends just fell off the cliff somewhere and you don't even see them friends, they will pay. They will pay. The seven seals are opening up. Stick to the word scriptures of Luke where it talks about the rich man and Lazarus. Luke chapter 16 verses 19 through 31. The rich man and Lazarus. Now, because these people that has overlooked you, that would not help you in your time of need and when you were struggling and you needed help at your lowest and people turned against you, they say, I love you. God's wrath and vengeance is up on them right now. All this evilness is opening up the seals. We've been warned and warned. Now, I want to find another scripture here that was... Here it is, verse 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. Now, I want you guys to listen to that. There was a great earthquake when the sixth seal opened. And when that opened up, and that sixth seal, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. When a great earthquake happens, the moon turns to blood. I've heard on social media, I've seen videos where people saying when we have a blood moon, 
and it's going to turn red, people will jump to this scripture. But there's not been a great earthquake to happen yet. When that great earthquake happens, this is going to be disastrous. This will affect the nation's worldwide event when this great earthquake happens. Then will that moon turn to blood. And then the sun will be darkened. But we've got to have that great earthquake. We have solar eclipse and everybody keeps taking these solar eclipse as the signs of the end. And use wisdom and knowledge with that. Use wisdom and knowledge to what scripture is actually saying here. And this is when the sixth seal is open. So yes, we're getting closer to a great earthquake. Remember, Matthew 24 says, at the end of times, the signs when Jesus was explaining that there will be wars and rumors of wars and there will be volcanoes erupting in various places. And in Revelations, it talks about earthquakes in various places as well. So, Jesus even told his disciples, do not fret, for the end is still not yet. We're going to go through a lot of these seals. And as these seals continue to open, the end is still not yet. We will see this, so we don't need a fret, but it's the beginning of sorrows. And I believe when World War One and World War Two was going on, like I said in last week's podcast, that was the beginning of sorrows for many people. Look how much evilness has came out of all of this wars over the years. Now we're here to the final step. And now... We don't know when Christ is returning to take us home. Nobody does. But evil hearts are still remaining. People do not want to get their acts under control. It's like the whole world has gone crazy. And as you look at the people here in the United States, how they're judging and condemning, how they're believing all these lies on social media and saying it's true, when... In fact, it's fake. And you tell somebody this stuff is fake or it comes out on the news that not to believe this, this was fake, that it was published by a journalist because this journalist it was just trying to do a test to see what reactions they would get. People will say, people will twist this around and say the media is telling lies. They don't want you to know the truth. They're trying to cover up the truth. And it's like you're being told the truth. And now you got all this chaos and friction here. And you're supposed to stay away from all of this. Now, let's go up to verse 6 here. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Okay, now, I wrote down a scripture. This is Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 11. And now this is what this scripture says. Violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. 
None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs. Neither shall there be wailing for them. And then you read verse 12. And it says, The time has come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn. For wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. Now these two scriptures are Ezekiel chapter 7 verses 11 and 12. And folks, we need to realize what is going on there. The wicked people. And yes, I do believe this is the time that the rich is going to fall. And this is the time for everybody who is evil, it is just it. It tells you in scriptures that evilness will always fail. Now, Ezekiel chapter 5, verse 12. Let me read this one to you. This goes with uh, verse 6 of Revelation. So I, I jumped a gun and read 7 and 11 of verse 7 and 11 of Ezekiel. I mean 11 and 12. Sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied. And I have all this written down, but they're in different places in my notes here. So Ezekiel 5.12 says, A third part of thee shall die with the pestilence, and with famine shall they be consumed in the midst of thee, and a third part shall fall by the sword round about thee, and I will scatter and I will scatter a third part into all the winds, and I will draw out a sword after them. Now we need to realize as these seals come this famine will be taking place. I've heard other ministers say they don't know if it's going to be an actual famine where people will starve or if it's going to be a spiritual famine. I believe it could be both. Because if you look at the shelves in the grocery stores, how empty the frozen section is, how empty the shelves are in a lot of these places. And pestilence are things just like this virus we're dealing with today, just like coronavirus around the world. And if we go to war, you best look out. There's going to be more viruses and diseases to come through all of this. And we've got to wake up and realize what we are living in and to start working and changing our own ways with this. And, you know, for the great day has come with God's wrath. We can no longer continue overlooking people. Do you know how many people has committed suicide because their own family has overlooked them? Do you know how many people's committed suicide because they cannot get their social security disability debt? that is sick 
And then you are telling them too to their face, well, if you can do these things, you can go to work. Or you speak this evilness behind their backs and the word gets back to them. And you don't know what dark place they're in. Jesus tells us, tells us to be careful with our words for words can kill. Our tongue is a deadly weapon. We've got to be careful in our walk. We've got to be careful how we treat others. No, we're not perfect, and I'm not perfect at all. I'll be the one to tell you now, I'm not perfect. But we've got to show Christ that we are working through this, that anything that we have problems with, we've got to work through. Now, In the book of Hosea, chapter 13, verse 14, it reads, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. I will be thy plagues, O grave. I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from my eyes. See, I think I said this in one of my podcast episodes before. Not everybody is going to be able to repent. I hear ministers on YouTube and other social media sites that always repent. Yes, that's true. Come to the repentance. But you can only repent if God is still dealing with you. If he's not dealing with you anymore and he has withdrawn from you, you can't repent. And I believe you will know if God is withdrawn from you. I honestly believe that. Because I believe if he has withdrawn, you will know when he has withdrawn from you. Now, a lot of people are being foolish in their ways in today's times. And foolishness is evilness in the eyes of God. He tells you to use wisdom and knowledge with your life and to use wisdom and knowledge through anything you're going to be doing to make the right, appropriate decisions. And Scripture also tells us that many shall perish, many of his children shall perish without the lack of wisdom and knowledge. We are to grow and keep growing in Christ. And let me tell you, you know, I believe this is the time and the season and the year for the rich to fall. I believe we're going to be seeing many people that are rich go homeless. Now, these could be famous actors, singers, Or someone just with a big name that's famous, that you know has got plenty of money. Or just someone in your town that you know has money, that they're considered rich, but they may not be millionaires, but or have the name as an actor or a singer or anything famous. You just know they got plenty of money. The rich is going to fall. This is going to be a shift 
And remember, years ago, I believe it was the Great Depression. Depression. Sorry, getting tongue-tied. In the Great Depression, the rich committed suicide because they couldn't survive. They could not access their money. And that's the way it's going to be again. They will not be able to access their money. As these seals keep opening up, we're going to see much destructions as the months and days and weeks and years start going by. And then you're going to realize, maybe I should not have said rude things to my family. Maybe I should not have turned against my family because of my evil beliefs. See, many people just go to church and they... And they sit there in the church and listen to the preacher and listen to the choir sing. And they, depending on what type of church you go to, maybe you go to a spirit-filled church where they shout to the roof and dance the aisles and prophesy. But it's not doing you any good if you're overlooking your family who is in need. If you're going to say, well, you can go to work. I'm not giving you no money. Don't ask me for money. God doesn't like stuff like that. If that person is taking advantage of you that you think can work, let God deal with that person and you just say, well, God told me to help people that are in need and if you say you have a need here, I'll try to help you because God will bless me. But don't brag and boast about it. But just help them. But if that person is taking advantage because they don't want to go to work, and they just want to live off someone, then God will deal with them and his wrath and his vengeance will be up on that person. But don't you dare turn them away because you're having evil thoughts like this. That's none of our business. See, I used to think that way. And you want to be careful who's going to try to take advantage of you. But that's just because we're taught this way. We're taught responsibility. Everybody needs responsibility for their own actions, yes. But in this situation, in this cause, we got a choice to be the rich man or be Lazarus. Which one do you want? Do you want to be the person who goes to church and... People think you're a good person because you're there every service on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, gospel singing on Saturday nights, revival during the week. And do you really want these people thinking, oh, they're such a good person. They were here and when you died, you did not make it because God said you didn't help your family. You didn't help your neighbor. You said these things to them. You said these harsh stuff. You believed that they could go to work, so you would not help that person, and that person were, was not able to work at all. But because you thought they could go to work, because you went to work. See, don't let greed with your money. You need to be thankful. You need to be thankful that you have the strength in your body to go to work. That you can go there 40 hours a week and then get paid whenever 
your job pays you. And you should be thankful God's blessed you with the pay and to share blessings with somebody else. Because remember, he also tells you who his sheep and goats are. Which one are you? Are you a sheep who's going to help those that cry sins? Or are you a goat that's going to turn people away that cry sins? Ask yourself which one you are. Examine yourself on this. And go back and think about the sheep and the goats that's written in Scripture. And then think about the rich man and Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be the rich man or do you want to be Lazarus? You know, here's another thing. I was thinking about this today. If a homeless person that don't have much clothes and their clothes, you, you know how homeless people have to dress. And I see this in movies and stuff and sometimes I can see it in certain cities that I'm in. And you know... When these people, if they want to go to church and they walk in the doors, the preacher, the pastors, or the deacons of the church will get up and they'll walk to where that homeless person came in and sat down and ask them to leave because of the clothes they have on their back. That's not Christian. And let me tell you, if you are the pastor and you did that, you turned a soul away. And don't you understand as a pastor that reads their Bible every day, God said he holds you to a higher standard. He holds you to a higher standard. Because you're responsible for the souls. And you as a deacon should not even get up and ask anybody to leave. God sent that person to you. So, once again... Are you a sheep or a goat? See, sheep and goats and the story of the rich man and Lazarus is both physical and spiritual. Are you going to feed somebody? Are you going to clothe somebody? And are you going to give them water to drink from the well that never goes dry spiritually? And are you going to clothe and feed and give water to drink to those who are in need in the physical realm? Because all this is going to come back and get us when we die, the day we draw our last breath. This is when it's going to come back and get us. So where are you going to stand? Are you going to be one of those that are the mighty men and every bumman and the rich men and the chief captains that's going to run to the dens? And pray for the rocks to fall upon you? Are you going to hide yourselves? So, what are you going to do? Because you know you can't hide. 
And you're going to know what you've done is wrong now. And I did a podcast, I believe it was in August of 2021, called Pray That Your Flight Be Not in the Winter. And many folks are about to find out what that scripture really means. For we're in this time. Now, when do I know that it's going to happen? What year or what month? No, I, I can't tell you that because I do not know. I just know that's what scripture says. And I believe that's the time frame we're living in now. And it could be 10 years. It could be 20. It could be 50. But always know it's written in the Bible. Because I can't tell you if I will be doing this podcast in 10 years or 20 years from now. I can't tell you if I'm going to keep this up in six months or another year from now. I don't know. I may just come on and just delete everything on this podcast and say I'm done with it. Who knows? We don't know what holds for us tomorrow. Tomorrow is a mystery. Now, just know where you stand and where are you walking. Let's be careful and let's learn to lean on each other and help each other. This is all I have for tonight. Please follow this podcast and subscribe to whatever the app is that you're using. I know uh, Spotify says follow, and I think Anchor.fm that I use says follow. Um, YouTube and other apps says subscribe. So, depending on which ones, just hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you would like to support Abe's Front Porch Talk, look for the support button. And click on it. And thank you so much for listening. Share with your family and friends. And I hope you enjoyed this.